Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we're going to talk to Stuart Rosenthal. Stuart is the publisher of the Beacon Newspapers, a group of four regional newspapers that also covers issues of interest to the 50 plus audience. He's here today to talk about the paper's Celebration of the Arts program, which includes an area-wide art competition, but first a little bit about him. Graduate of Yale Law School and Oxford University, Stewart began his career as special assistant to the general counsel of the Commerce Department and then became a tax attorney. He and his wife Judy started the newspaper back in 1989 and developed it into four local newspapers covering Washington, Baltimore, Richmond, and Howard County. In addition to publishing, he's been active in the public policy arena and has served as chairman of the Maryland Commission on Aging. He also is past president of the North American Mature Publishers Association. So, Stuart, uh, uh, honored to have you with us. Thanks for, for being here with us. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Absolutely glad to have you and looking forward to the, the entrepreneurial story of, <laughs> of how the Beacon came about. So right. let's kind of kind of start with that before we get into the uh, this new program we want to talk about, or not new, but the Celebration of the Arts program and a little bit about the 50 plus uh, expo as well but the beacon how did how did it come about yes. what was what was the idea it's of this an interesting it? question so as you heard I was a tax attorney you wrote yes. you said I was a tax attorney for a while and I thought I was doing you know I enjoyed it a bit you know I had gone to <clears throat> law school and landed this very nice job but yeah. I had gotten married during as an associate of a law firm and uh, just a couple of months into our marriage I came home one night late I called and said I'll, I won't be home for dinner you know and I came home late and my wife said to me when I walked in, she said, you know, you really don't seem very happy with your work. Mm. And I, it stopped me short. And I thought, well, you know, now that you mention it, right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. But the truth is, you know, I got this great job. And shouldn't I be doing this? Yeah. This is what I went to law yeah. school for. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And she said, no, if you're wow. not enjoying it, if it doesn't make you want to get up in the morning and go to work, you should find something else to do. Wow. And then she told me that her own father had gone into a line of work that his father had set up for him mm. and had never enjoyed it. And it was never a good thing for them. He was always wow. unhappy, you know. So she said, find something you want to do. What would you rather be doing, she said to me. And I looked at her and I said, I'd rather be doing what you're doing. Because she was the assistant editor of a national magazine based uh, in Washington, okay. D.C. Okay. And all through school, from really middle school on, I was on the school paper staff. And I was writing and taking pictures and interviewing people and okay. all the journalism kind of stuff. I didn't major in it, but it was always a love yeah. of mine. So we decided that since we both had an interest and a background in that, we would start our own publication. Okay. And then it was a matter of finding what would be the area that there was a need for. I was going to say, how did you, you pick the first location? Right. Well, and th at, at that time, and two, two things actually participated in that. One is that in the Washington area, there wasn't anything geared mm. really towards the senior market. But also my parents, uh, who lived in Austin, Texas, were uh, retired, and they were on the board of a – Non, not an offer. I guess it was a publication that was geared towards people 50 and over down there. Okay. And it was called Senior Beacon. So they, when I told them what I was planning to do and thinking about doing this, they said, why don't you talk to the guy down here? He started his paper a few years ago, see what it was like for him. Yeah. So I talked to him and he explained to me that he had branched off from another paper that someone else had started 10 years before that in Colorado Springs. Anyway, put us back to that guy who had started this whole thing. There were now 12 papers around the country at that point wow. that had spawned off of his idea. Uh, and he was still doing it at his office, although they out in typesetting and that kind of thing, too. So we signed on with him. Okay. And we, we took the Washington-Baltimore market out here. And we worked with him. We, we were going to work with him for the first edition. So this is just one more quick story. So our very first issue, I give notice at my work. I take a couple of months to put the first issue out. I, I write the stories. I, I you know, knock on Do doors, everything, getting ads. Sure, yeah. The, oh, yeah, out of the second bedroom of our apartment, I'm doing all this kind of stuff. The phone, you know. And um, I call up and I say, okay, can I speak to Jerry? And they say, Jerry who? 
And I say, Jerry Bleach, the guy who owns the publication. Oh, he sold it months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know about me? No, I never heard of you. Right. <laughs> okay, you? well, you're supposed to work with us. We're starting up a new publication. I said, okay, fine. And we worked with them. It was it was fine. Oh, wow. But it was it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, really. What about what about that transition from employee to business owner? Well, that's a long transition. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, uh, I I think I've always liked being my own boss mm. and having my own kind of to do. I like having a lot of different things to do in a day. So being a jack of all trades was good. I'm, you know, selling ads and keeping records and typing articles and editing things and, yeah. you know, going out yeah. on the street. I enjoyed all that very much in the beginning. But as we've grown over the years, almost 30 years now, um, we now have a staff of 15 people. And wow. it's, a, it's a very different thing running a company of 15 folks with papers in four different sure, locations sure. and all that. Um, but I think I've grown with the job. Uh, and I've got a very wonderful staff. It really right. does a lot of the, right. the work for me. So it's, it's good. Back in the day, uh, newspapers and things like that were done with typeset on big printing Indeed. presses and Indeed. those kind of things. Where, where where were you in the spectrum of this evolution from that to desktop publishing, as well, we just say? As an aside, when I was in high school, I, I summered, had a summer employment with the bank, a local bank in Fort Worth, Texas, where I grew up. And I was first put in the check printing department. And in the check printing department, we set type. Uh, we printed all our own yeah, checks. Yeah. And I, the words backwards, you know, the whole right, thing, right? right. right? I was, so I've, I've used cold type before. Wow. <laughs> but when we started the Beacon, you know, some years after that, um, they were they were using computers, but we would, we would um, um, you know, it's word processing to get the stories out, and we'd print them out. And then they would be printed on sort of a glossy paper, and then we would wax them with hot wax on the back mm-hmm. and paste them down and roll them down and cut things out. And, and for photographs, we had to send all the photographs out, and they had to be done in multiple sheets for different colors and stuff. It was it was a long process wow. laying out the paper. But, of course, over the years, it's now with desktop publishing. It's right. Just, just poof. Just yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like so magic, right? <laughs> that's what we were able to do for papers. You know, we wouldn't have never been able to do that if we yeah. were doing it the old-fashioned way. Very quickly, before we get into Celebration of the Arts, how did, how did uh, the uh, evolution to four markets, come about. And then I want to talk a little bit about the, the kind of focus on the 50-plus audience within sure, that paper. So sure. talk, fi- we, finish up the evolution. Right. Well, we started with the Washington market. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. We started with uh, the main part of Washington, D.C. and the immediate suburbs, Northern Virginia and, and Maryland. Uh, after about 10 years of doing that, I guess, um, we had looked at Baltimore and thought there might be a need for it there. But at the time, there were four different publications geared to 50-plus audience in Baltimore. So wow. I said, okay, never mind wow. that. Yeah. So one day I get a call from someone from the Department of Economic Development in Baltimore. And he says, we'd like you to start up a beacon out here in Baltimore. I said, well, you have four other papers there. He says, not anymore. <laughs> he says, they've all closed. Wow. And over the course of those years, I hadn't even been really following it anymore. They had, right. they had all gra- shut, shut down. So oh. they encouraged us and we ended up starting up our publication <laughs> in Baltimore. You know, that's an interesting selling point. We used to have four and they're all closed. Do you want to start <laughs> one? <laughs> yes. Well, they said, you're successful in Washington. Don't you think you could do it in Baltimore? So, you know, with a little bit of hubris, perhaps, he said, okay, we'll give it a try. So yeah. it's done fine. It's done fine. It's not as big as the Washington paper. It hasn't grown yeah. to the same extent, but it's doing okay. Well, and the 50-plus market is growing. Oh, huge. Tremendously. Yes. So was that a factor? Uh, yes. I mean, and, and, and older readers like to read print. Yes. And our publication, I think we had a really good idea of how we do our publication. We draw stories from all kinds of sources all over the world. Uh, we're sort of like the old Reader's Digest used to be, where they draw the best stories from multiple mm. publications. So we reprint from Kaiser, from Harvard Health, from Mayo Clinic uh, for our health stories. We get Kiplinger's for our money stories. We have all kinds of excellent writers from all, you know, whether we uh, you know, acquire through the syndication services. And then we have local writers mm-hmm. and freelancers who do very good work as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at every, lo- every edition we have local 
art stories and local mm. uh, cover stories and, and local beacon bits of what's going on. So we localize each paper as mm. well. But Howard County was the same way. They contacted me and said, our paper that we had here for years is closing down. We'd like you to wow. come and move in here. So we've been asked basically everywhere we've gone. Okay, wow. Well, in case folks are listening, if you if you need one, <laughs> give us a call. beacon in your, in your community, yeah, I'll give a little plug there for you. <laughs> Thank you, um, You mentioned arts. Yes. And there's something called the celebration of the arts yes. that we want to make sure that we that we talk Thank about. Thank you. Yes, talk about that. This Tell idea came this to is. us from a reader. A reader okay. contacted us and said, "My mother, when she turned 90, uh, decided she wanted to take an art class. So she took a class and she started painting." And she liked that a lot. So then she took a class in pottery. She started doing pottery. Hmm. And then she took a class in jewelry making. And this woman lived to 100. And oh, during wow. that last 10 years of her life, she completely blossomed in multiple arts. And it changed her life. And it's left a legacy for her kids and all that. And, and the, the daughter came and told me the story and said, I think a lot of your readers are probably in the same boat. Wouldn't you want to start up something for them that would encourage them to do that too? Yeah. And that was the origins of our celebration of the arts. And what exactly is the celebration of the arts? Well, it's an online competition. Okay. We, we, we announced it months ago saying, Learn about different arts. If you haven't tried one before, give it a try. There's so many things out there. We had lists of classes, things people could do. And the idea was for them to develop some nice pieces they wanted to con- uh, compete with. And now that we've opened the competition online, we're asking people to come and upload images of their artwork in this competition. So is this online only, or is there a combination of the stuff in the print paper and, and online? Or? I'm glad you asked that, yes. Well, as I mentioned, we've been promoting it in our paper, of course, for months now. Uh, and the winners will have a special section about them in the Beacon in the fall. Gotcha. Uh, their pictures, their artwork, oh, nice. all of that kind of nice. thing. Uh, and, of course, this also ties in with our expo because all the winners are going to be receiving their awards, which includes cash prizes as well as awards, oh, wow. at our expos. And their works will be on display on the expo as well, uh, or at least color photographs of the work if they don't want to have the original pieces there because our expos take place in, sh- in shopping malls, as, as you know. Right, so, right. Um, so, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to so ask on- about categories. I was going to say the online part just real okay. quick. So the reason the art competition itself is online is there's a, a wonderful website produced by the Maryland Federation of Art. And it's called the Maryland Federation, but it's it has com- competitions for artists all over the world mm. on their website. It's a very nice system. You can upload images of your artwork, two images per piece, and um, it's a wonderful system. It's it's all set up for judging, and it's all set up for uh, display to the public, and it leaves you at the end with an archive of all the work. Mm. And each artist who enters can also have their own uh, gallery page that oh, they wow. can keep for, for the, as long as they're a member. Wow. And they get a free year's membership with uh, entering the competition as oh, well. Wow. So it's a lot of nice things that are online with okay. the competition. Okay. Well, before I ask the categories, then that sparked another question. I, is there any cost to enter? It's $10 per entry. Okay. But as long as you've paid for one entry, you're, you can get a year's membership in the Federation of Art. Okay. Now, uh, categories. So they're Sure. There are four categories, and they're pretty broad. One is called painting and drawing, and that means with any medium on any kind of flat surface. Uh, we have a 3D category, which includes hmm. sculpture, pottery, jewelry, mixed media, anything three-dimensional. Hmm. Then we have photography, digital photography, whether it's just a nice picture you took or something you manipulated online or with, oh, okay. with Photoshop or something. And then poetry. So those oh. who are not really into the fine arts but right, still right, like right. Uh, to write poetry can also compete. Interesting. And we've been open. The competition runs for three months. It ran from the 1st of April to June 30th. June 29th, actually. And we've already had a, a very nice response from people in all four categories. So there are a lot of people out there clearly right. who are very talented and who are interested in in being part of this. And okay. we hope more of your listeners will do the yeah, same. Yeah, but st- still a little bit of time, end of June, to get the yes, stuff in. Maybe folks right. are working on a, a special poem for it, or maybe they're that's getting right. that right shot for their photography. So, right. yeah. They're finishing yeah. up their painting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So let me just explain. It's a website you have to go to, and it's, mm-hmm. it's the Maryland Federation of Art website, and the address is mdfedart.com. Dot com okay. slash 
Beacon Celebration. Okay, say that again. <laughs> M-D-F-E-D-A-R-T, M- Maryland Fed Art, M-D-F-E-D-A-R-T.com slash Beacon Celebration. Okay. An easier way perhaps to do it, although it takes one more click, is to go to the Beacon's website, which is thebeaconnewspapers.com, and click on a Celebration of the Arts on that page. That'll take you to the same place. Right, either And way. all the rules are there, and that's also where you upload your entry and all that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and you mentioned the idea for the Celebration of the Arts came about from a reader's suggestion. So that means you guys are open to, to comments and suggestions yes. from readers. Did you have any idea when this suggestion came in that it would that it would go this far or be as successful already as it Honestly, is? Honestly, it struck me right away as being a great idea. Mm. And I said, we can really do something with this. And we've gotten tremendous support from the community. We have a number of community partners that are helping us getting, getting the word out. There are retirement communities. There are uh, recreation departments and senior centers and all kinds of people out there. Lots of art classes, uh, Smithsonian Associates. Everybody who hears uh, about it says, oh, yes, we'll spread yeah, the word. It's a great yeah. idea. Cool. So it's, I should mention, though, of course, it's only for people 50 and over. You have to be an amateur and at least 50 to enter the competition. Makes sense. That's why we've got you here on the 50 Plus <laughs> That's podcast. Right. I want to give you a, a chance to talk about uh, the, your website, and I think it's sure updated, new. Right, right. TheBeaconNewspapers.com. We've redone the website this year. It's beautiful now. It has a lot of wonderful features to it. Uh, all of the stories that you see in The Beacon you can see on the website, and you can also see a flip version of the paper with all of its advertisements as well. Uh, we have something new uh, called The Beacon Silver Pages, which mm. is a searchable directory. Uh, right now, it's got thousands and thousands of entries. It's uh, a whole medical directory. It's legal and financial advice directory. It's home health care directory and wow. retirement housing for seniors. So uh, four different categories. You can search, and it tells you locations near where you live. Uh, it's a very useful service. We hope people will take advantage of that. And and how do folks get in the directory? And the reason I ask that is because if I'm looking in the directory for services, right. What kind of criteria do folks have to have to be on the directory? Well, we're trying to make it as comprehensive as possible. If you're a retirement community or a senior housing, you should be on there. And if you're not, let us know. If you're a home care agency or a home care caregiver, you know, someone who does that, mm-hmm. does that for, mm-hmm. for business, you should be on there too. If you're not, let us know. Uh, we've done the best we can to sort of gather all of the data out there, but mm-hmm. we might have missed some. So by yeah. all means, so contact it's, us. So it's free for businesses It's or free resources. for businesses to be listed, yes. Wow. You can, you can be featured with paying a little extra and having a, a, your own page with pictures and all that kind of yeah. thing. But to be a listing and, and be on there, it's free. Wow. I mean, that's that's an awesome resource then right there for, yes. I mean, service providers and for residents or readers. Yes. That's uh, the idea. How did that idea come about? Well, I, the point is we really want our website to be a useful service to the community. Yeah. I and mean, that's why we're here. That's what the point of the Beacon is as well. The Beacon is free. Uh, advertisers support it. Our website is free. Uh, advertisers support it. So yeah. that's that's how we uh, make it possible. I know this is going to sound corny or hokey, but, it, I mean, a business with a community feel or community flavor you know, kind of putting back to the community? I mean, that uh, you're not just a, a business. You're not just a newspaper. Well, I think, no, that's quite true. But I think newspapers, community newspapers, always have had this tradition, right? A community newspaper is the voice of the people. It's meant to be there to serve the public. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, neighborhood papers, and nowadays we have, you know, neighborhood podcasts or, or just little websites or whatever and villages popping up everywhere. Mm. I think it's the way it used to be in the old days, and that's what we hearken back to. We yeah. want to be a, you know, a community service yeah. and part of the community. Everything come, comes comes Full back circle, around, if perhaps. you will. Right. We're, we're talking to Stuart Rosenthal, the publisher of the Beacon Newspapers, and I want to make sure we have time to talk about the 50-plus Expo uh, in Fairfax County, which is coming up in September, I believe. Yes, this is our 18th year of doing these wow. annual expos. We do one in Maryland and one in Virginia every fall. 
Um, the one in Virginia will be taking place on Sunday, September 30th from noon to 4 at Springfield Town Center. And it's always a wonderful event. It's a lot of fun. We have um, 50 to 75 exhibitors of all kinds, uh, housing and home care and medical and, and arts and travel, all kinds of services out there for people who are older than, you know, 50 and older and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, a presentation or a speaker every year. Normally we have a speaker this year. The presentation is going to be to the winners of our Celebration of the right. Arts, uh, and we're hoping to have uh, some really very nice speakers talking about uh, arts at that event as well and pre- presenting the awards. Um, there are health screenings that are, and it's all free. The whole event wow. is totally free. Wow. Uh, so we encourage people to mark their calendar Sunday, September 30th, noon to 4, and to come on out to Springfield mm-hmm. Town Center. More ideas on the horizon here with, with Expo, the arts competition. I mean, can you let the cat out of the bag on anything else that may be coming up? <laughs> I think we've covered the ground at the moment, except <laughs> the, we didn't talk about the fourth paper, which I'll just mention. We have a paper now in Richmond, Virginia right. called 50 Plus. And 50 Plus had been around for many years. Uh, and unfortunately, the owner came down with a terminal disease, mm-hmm. and he was going to have a closest paper. And his travel writer, who is also our travel writer, is a freelancer who does a lot of things, contacted me and said, you know, did you know that you know he's closing down his paper down there? And I said, no, I didn't know. So I called him because I'd met him at com- conferences and stuff before. And he, he was so sad that he was going to know that after all these years he was having to close right. down his paper. And he said to me in the course of the conversation, you know, w- would you be willing to take it over and keep it going? And I was so touched that we said, well, we'll give it a try. So for the last year and a half... We've been operating 50 plus down in Richmond as well. Wow. It's a whole new adventure for us. That wow. really is a is a big new thing to do. Yeah. Slowly it. spreading out across Virginia. The world is yet to <laughs> come. And Maryland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. If final thoughts, anything we we've had a great conversation about a lot of stuff going on. Anything you want to let our listeners uh, uh, leave with? Thank you. Well, I did didn't mention one thing which I thought is important, and that is. Every month in The Beacon, if you're not a a reader of The Beacon already, I urge you to pick it up. We have a technology and innovation section with latest news that are of interest to older adults in the technology field. We have a health section, law and money section, arts and style, leisure and travel. And every quarter we have a housing and home care options pullout section, which is in the April edition and will again come in in July. So I encourage you to pick up the paper and it's free. Uh, find it uh, anywhere. If you can't find it, actually, if you don't know where there's a copy hmm. where you can pick, we have 1,500 free distribution sites, but wow. if you don't know where there's one near you, give us a call at our office and we'll tell you where one is uh, near where you live. Or you'll make one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll add another site. Right. And our, our phone number is 301 949 9766. That's 301 949 9766. And as I mentioned, you can also, of course, read it online at The Beacon Newspapers with an S at the end. All right. Awesome information, community service, the celebration of arts, the 50-plus expo, great information, and it's free. Right. I mean, what, you summed it up. what more could you want? Thank you. Stuart Rosenthal, publisher of the Beacon Newspapers, with us this morning. Thank you so much for sharing some information, sharing your story. I found that particularly interesting, too, about the evolution from, from lawyer to, to publisher and business mm-hmm. owner. And, you know, a lot of folks don't have the, the courage to make that step. So I know a lot of the community members are glad that you did. Thank you, Jim. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Absolutely glad to have you. Again, the Beacon Newspaper, you can find out more online at thebeaconnewspapers.com or, as Stuart said, 301-949-9766. When you're at the site, be sure to uh, click on the Celebration of the Arts, and you can find out more about the arts competition that we've talked about today. Again, the deadline for the entries there is June 29th. While you're online, you can also uh, get more county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunity information by going to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. 
or you can call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. When you're on our site, fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia government.